beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. <laughs> tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. The last four episodes of this show have been really great conversations. In fact, I've had really great conversations all fall here on 10 things to tell you. But as we move into the holiday season, As we start this last stretch of 2021, I am growing reflective as usual, maybe a little earlier than usual. I am really going inward a little bit and thinking about a lot of different things from the last year and a half. I feel like I really white knuckled it through almost all of 2020 and probably the first quarter of 2021. And only in the last few months have I really been able to look back and kind of take stock of all that has happened in our world, in my personal life, in my career, with my mental health, with my physical health. It feels like the last few months have really been when I have looked up, you know, when I have looked up and looked around, you know, at where we are, where we're standing after a real wild ride of the last couple years. And I know that I'm not alone in that. I feel like when I first started talking about my mental health earlier this 
fall, back in September, I got a lot of messages from people who were saying that they too had either hit a wall or hit a new stage of grief or were really coming to a place where they were deciding to make some real changes. And often they were changes that came out of this time of the pandemic, out of this time of deep divide in America, out of the way that our daily lives and so many of our relationships have changed. And that's where I am too. That's where I've been in my journaling. That's where I've been in my five-minute meditations. And that is kind of where I am coming from as I start this episode today. This is going to be a little bit more personal, if you will, than the last several weeks. Although, is there anything more personal than talking about our dining room fish tank? I don't know. But this is going to be a little bit of a grab bag of an episode. I realized as I was making notes on some of the things that I wanted to talk about and that I wanted to share with you, even though they didn't all seem to fit together with exactly one theme, they are three things that I really want to talk about today as we truly kick off this holiday season. First, we're going to talk about belonging. Then we're going to talk about burying the past. And lastly, we're going to talk about one great question that you can ask yourself or you can bring up at the holiday table. It can be a casual question. It can be a very deep answer. It can really appeal to a wide range of gatherings and personalities. And sometimes I think that's what we need, right? Is a tool. One great question to kick off a good conversation. Let's start with belonging. Chapter six in my book, Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First. Chapter six asks the question, when did you belong? And this was a really important question for me to bring up in the book and something that I wanted to talk about because When I look at the whole of my life, I can very easily identify the times when I felt like I really deeply belonged to something, that I was a part of something, that I felt accepted, that I felt like I was under an umbrella of something bigger than me. And that feels like a really wonderful part of the human experience. And I can, of course, contrast those times of belonging in my life with times of loneliness, times of deep loneliness when I felt like I didn't belong for practical reasons or spiritual reasons or, you know, there had been a divergent moment. And so I felt like I was in a situation where I no longer belonged. I've also had periods of loneliness in my life when I didn't even know, like, what the options were for me to belong. Like I wasn't even sure where to look for belonging. And so I wanted to write about those ideas in the book. In the belonging chapter, I talk about growing up, going to summer camp. I talk about my sorority. I talk about my very first book club. And I talk about a group of women that I met on the internet during those very lonely days when I was trying to claw myself out of loneliness. And I love sharing those stories, and I hope that some of those stories resonate with you. But truthfully, that chapter, it was fun to write, 
but I viewed it as one of the lighter chapters of the book. Like I tried to mix up the different questions and prompts and themes and share your stuff. I tried to make it a mix of light and heavy. And for me, this belonging chapter, while it was an important piece of my story and a worthwhile exercise to think through the times when we belonged, on the whole, it wasn't a chapter that I gave like my deepest contemplative thoughts to. You know, it was more just a little bit of storytelling. So imagine my surprise when the book came out, when I heard from readers, from so many readers that I either led in the Share Your Stuff book club right after the book came out, or I've been doing these book club drop-ins where if your book club reads Share Your Stuff, then I will zoom in and chat with you. And I've been doing these for months and months now. And so it has been a huge surprise to me that when I ask, like, what was a chapter that really resonated with you or what chapter, you know, sparked the best conversation in your group here or whatever, the belonging chapter comes up all the time, like all the time. A chapter that to me, you know, from a storytelling perspective, did not have any like bombshells. <laughs> there was no, there was nothing scandalous in the belonging chapter or shocking or even like hugely original. But I realized that people have a lot of feelings around belonging. And I made a lot of assumptions when I wrote that chapter that people could just call upon these warm and fuzzy feelings of times in their life when they belonged. And I've realized that that's not true, that the very word or idea of belonging, it does not strike warm and fuzzy feelings for everyone. For some people, this was a really hard chapter to read because when they try to recall their own seasons in life, when they felt like they fit in somewhere, it either ended painfully or they can't even conjure that memory easily in the first place. There are so many people out there who felt like that they never belonged in their family or their school or their church or their sport or their neighborhood or their friend group. There's just so many examples of places where people felt like they didn't belong. And that really overshadows the stories that might be different for them because there's a lot of pain there or their hard lessons learned. A distrust was built around not ever belonging or belonging and then suddenly not belonging. It really was a surprise to me how people felt about this chapter and this idea. And so in talking to people about this over the last year, I have, you know, really come to understand that when we can identify the times that we did or did not belong in our past, it really helps us to make the connections to whether or not we belong where we are right now. And I think that this can be a painful reality. <laughs> it can also be a grateful one. You know, it sort of de just depends on where you are. But remembering what belonging feels like in our body and in our spirit, if we can let ourselves do that type of remembering in our journal in a really good conversation with someone we trust, or just in our thoughts as we're driving down the road, listening to this and maybe thinking, gosh, when did I really last deeply belong somewhere? If we can let our thoughts creep back to that and remember what that feels like, then it will help us notice now 
the places where we do or do not belong. Now, why am I bringing this up? It's because I think a lot of times we don't want to think about whether or not we really belong where we're standing. It is easier to not think about it. It is easier and more convenient and definitely works better for our family or our job or other people to not pay that much attention to whether or not we still belong in this room. And I have been feeling a lot of that in 2021. It's probably something that started a long time ago. Some of these stirrings in our lives probably started pre-pandemic, but having the world shift so radically and so quickly, having to suddenly be at home with just our own thoughts and fears, suddenly having the whole world, everyone that you know, screaming on the internet, like all of these things brought a lot to light, right? And so if 2020 made us a little uncomfortable in certain spaces or in our rooms or in our feeds, we had to just stuff down those feelings sometimes because we had to keep marching on. We had to get through this thing. We had to homeschool. We had to heal. We had to work double shifts or contend with not working at all. Self-reflection is a luxury and we don't always have it. But now, now, a lot of those feelings that we pushed down or stuffed down or didn't have time to untangle or really hopefully, fingers crossed, thought they were going to go away once the ship started to right itself, well, here we are. And our sense of belonging in certain areas of our life, well, now we know what we can't unknow. And that can be hard to feel like you don't fit, to feel like you're not accepted, to feel like something that you loved being a part of, you have outgrown or just have changed your tastes or preferences and you just don't want to be in that room anymore. (laughs) You want to take off this itchy sweater. Is someone keeping count of how many mixed metaphors I'm going to have in this episode? We should start a drinking game. And so what I'm asking here is for us just to have an honest reckoning about it as we close out 2021, to just stop stuffing it down and look around and see where we belong, what spaces we could step into more belonging. Like maybe we've been on the outskirts, we have stayed on the outside edges for fear or shyness or whatever reason, and now's the time to fully step on in and become part of something. Or to just, in this holiday season, take extra note, feel extra grateful for those places, unexpected or long time or new, that we do belong, where we do feel we can be ourselves, where we do feel a sense of unity on some level, where we feel accepted and where we are given the chance to regularly accept others as part of a belonging. Let me tell you why this partially came up in my own journaling and and why I wanted to share it here. Well, for lots of reasons that I already stated, but in a more concrete way, two things happened to me recently in the last month 
that made me realize I do belong somewhere and I have really been missing being a part of something, that that has been a thing in my life, in my personal life, that I didn't even realize how much I had been missing. Not to say that I haven't felt like I've belonged anywhere (laughs) in the last little while. I have. I think we all have different communities and friends and family and stuff where we feel like we really belong, but we just don't, you know, it's not always at the top of our mind. And two things made me feel like, oh, this is, this is belonging. The first one is sort of silly, but maybe not. My kid's fourth grade, my son is in the fourth grade, and some parents from our school organized a fourth grade glamping trip. I did not mispronounce. I did say glamping with a G because there were not tents involved in any way. And we've been doing this trip since the first grade. So we did first grade and second grade. And then last year, third grade, 2020, we were unable to do this trip. And so it was on the calendar to be able to do it for fourth grade, where we drive north of the city to a place with cabins where we can all sort of hang out, spend the weekend together. And this thing had been on the calendar since, I guess, the summer, maybe even from last year. And I just kept thinking, it's going to get canceled, right? I mean, so many things have been canceled (laughs) in the last couple of years. I feel like I just, I don't even hold my breath anymore for fun things on the calendar. I just almost expect them to be canceled. And so when this one wasn't, our family just was not exactly quite ready for it. Like it came to the Friday when we were supposed to leave and I was like throwing things in a bag and our schedule was all wackadoo and we just got on the road and, you know, drove for a few hours. And like, I don't even know what I threw in that bag. But when I get to this glamping weekend, I realized that for whatever reason, I just didn't have like my normal suit of armor if you will. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I like bright lipstick. I like brightly colored clothes. We've talked about this. I like to curl my hair and wear big, goofy, silly jewelry. Like I'm sort of a bold expressor (laughs) in my outward appearance, if you will. And I had remembered most of my skincare, as in my moisturizer and all of my potions, But I had not brought like much makeup. I hadn't really brought like a cute outfit. Like I don't really know what I was thinking. I sort of brought like comfy clothes and whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, as I was going through my bag trying to figure out what I was going to wear to like this opening night barbecue with friends, people that I care about from our school community, but many of them I had not really seen or had a lengthy conversation with in a long time. Our kids were out of school all last year, of course. And these first couple months of the school year, parents aren't allowed on campus. And you know, all these other protocols. I was going to be seeing people at this weekend that I hadn't seen in a while. And I was realizing that I was not going to look cute. (laughs) I was not going to be making a good first impression. And suddenly I just, I stopped going through my bag. And I realized like, I don't even care. Like I'm going to put on my Uggs and I'm going to walk over there to where they're eating some s'mores and I'm going to be happy to see everybody. And my first thought after I thought that thought was, okay, wait, hold on. Is this a low talking? Is this a mental health thing 
talking because I've been going through some ups and downs over the last four months. I've talked about that here on the show. And sometimes lows in a mental health way can make you not care about things uh, in a bad way, not in a healthy way of not caring about people's opinions, but in the bad way of not caring about, you know, personal hygiene or etiquette or, you know, just sort of normal societal things. And so when I realized, like, I don't care, I'm just going to go over there, I thought, wait, hold on, was that coming from a place of not caring in the unhealthy way or not caring in the healthy way? And you can't always untangle that right in the moment. You really can't. Like, it's very hard to discern your own motivations right in the moment. But I stood up and I just, I stood there for a second and I thought, you know what? It's the okay kind. I just, I don't want to spend a bunch of time getting ready right now or even seeing, going through everything to see what I'd packed. I want to just go over there. I want to see people. We were a little bit late. I was eager to see what was going on. I wanted to get in some good conversations. I was happy to be on the weekend at all. And I'm not going to say I marched right over there like Alicia Keys on stage or like Glennon Doyle on Ellen. I mean, there was a little trepidation, but I got over it. And when I was thinking about it later, because I just did not look my best self that whole weekend. I mean, I looked like, you know, a person who had packed wrong. (laughs) But I thought about it later, obviously enough that now I'm telling you here. And it washed over me that that is belonging. Because the mental gymnastics that went on in my head before I walked over to greet everyone at the beginning of this camping weekend was, these people know what I look like. They know what I look like dolled up. They're not going to be surprised by what I look like makeup free. And also, I have decided that that's what matters less here. Like, I just want to get to the interaction part. I just want to be on a fun weekend with friends and all of this other stuff that we have buzzing in our brains all the time. Normal stuff like what to wear, what to bring, how to make conversation, whatever, like all normal stuff that's very normal dropping all that and just accepting that you can just be who you are and hope for the best, to me, that felt like belonging. And I haven't felt exactly like that in a while, partially because there has not been group activities so much, but also just because the tension that it takes to hold a person together, like to hold it all together, which so many of us are doing. We're juggling all the plates. We're doing all the things. We're not even able to take the time to appreciate whether we belong or not, because who has time? Like we're here, we're doing all the things. That when I had this kind of free moment to really notice that I was about to walk into a social gathering without prep or thought, it felt great. It just reminded me of what friendship and belonging and communities and normalcy feels like. And so whatever room you're walking into this week after you've listened to this, just notice. That's all I'm asking. There's nothing wrong with armoring yourself up with some great lipstick. I do it all the time. This is not a story about being makeup free or about any of those other side details. It's about just noticing where we belong and where maybe we don't. I've had some of those moments in the last little while too. Those are harder to share, but it does bring us to the next thing I want to talk to you about, which is burying the past, literally. (laughs) 
with sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind, and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots, and I want to tell you about it. Two Dots is a free-to-download, puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over 5,000 distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook, as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax, but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS or so with hormones shifting from childbirth and postpartum and aging, I have definitely noticed some shedding, like clumps of hair in the shower and after brushing. Just one of the many things that no one warns us about as we age. Am I right? Shedding is a hair issue that show sponsor pros can address head on pun intended. Pros is the hair care company that specializes in your specific hair concerns. You just log on and take their custom hair quiz to figure out the exact formulas you need. They take into account things like your stress level, hormonal changes, diet, zip code, and more. The result is personalized hair care products and supplements tailored just for you. What I love about Pros is that ingredients are clean and safe. Absolutely all of their products are free of parabens, sulfates, phthalates, mineral oils, alcohol, and GMOs, and are always cruelty-free. And based on your preferences, your products can be made vegan and free of dyes, silicone, or fragrance. Try your own custom hair supplements, and you'll get 15% off. Go to pros.com slash you for 15% off. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash you, Y-O-U, for the free hair consultation and 15% off your order. So this is a flat-out weird woo-woo story I'm going to tell you. So just prepare yourself. And this is frankly, more the kind of thing that I would normally share over in the secret stuff, Patreon. In fact, I had every intention of sharing it 
solely in the Secret Stuff Patreon group, which is where I share a lot of kind of personal things like this. But as I was planning for this episode and sort of figuring out what I wanted to say this week, I just kept coming back to this story and I just felt like I'm just going to share it. Even though it's woo-woo, even though it's out there, I think it might be helpful to someone. So several months ago, I was chatting with an intuitive person. An intuitive person can be, you know, any kind of person who sort of intuits something from you, your feelings, a communication from the afterlife, or a messenger from God, you might call him a psychic, you might call, you know, that's sort of, is that an outdated term, psychic? I don't know. Okay, that's not the point, except it does sort of matter that I was talking to this person who says to me, unprompted, and stay with me here if you're already furrowing your brow. This story, actually, it doesn't really matter what you believe about any of these things. I go back and forth. I am a skeptic at heart, but I, I'm a wannabe believer sometimes in all things spiritual. And so I go back and forth on what I even believe about all of these things. None of that matters to when I get to what's happening in the story. I think you'll, I think you'll track with me. So this intuitive person says to me, asks me, is there someone in your life that you're no longer in contact with, but there's still a lot of emotion there. So you have a lot of unresolved feelings, the relationship ended on a bad note, or there's some anger there or something. She said she felt like there was some tension there. Well, I mean, that's generic enough. We all have that right. But truth be told, there is this person in my life that came up immediately when she suggested this. And I said, yes, yes, there is someone in my past that I love and who I believe loved me and we are no longer in contact and it's all been very emotional and it's also been a very long time now and I'm just, I'm not really sure what to do with this relationship. And she said, the intuitive said, I want you to write a letter to this person with your own hand, you can't type it, write a letter And say all the things you want to say. Say all the feelings. She wanted me to say what I was hurt by, what I missed, what I was angry about, what I loved about our shared past. Like just write all the things. Write them down in a letter. And then take the letter and bury it in the backyard. Like literally bury it. Like in the actual dirt. And that by doing this, it will release this thing that I'm holding so tightly to in my past. That emotion is is like tight like a guitar string. I mean, it is just so much tension is held there. And this intuitive person was advising me that I needed to release the tension. It does not mean that I have to completely release that person. But that guitar string of tension is so tight. There's so much resistance and anger and hurt and fear and all those bad emotions. So much is tied up into that guitar string of feeling that I have to release it somehow. I have to be able to give that emotion some movement. It needs to be more like the width and floppiness of dental floss. 
not a guitar string. And at first I thought, well, okay. I mean, maybe that's like a dumb thing to do to like bury something in the actual yard. Do I own a shovel? Unsure. But also like, isn't the same effect created if you just like, you know, type up a angry email, but then don't send it, delete the draft or whatever. This was, These are my thoughts. And the intuitive person was like, immediately before I even said them out loud, was like, you have to do it this way. You have to write it in your long hand on paper and you have to bury it. That's the only way this whole thing works. Which I mean, you know, is that really like the semantics of it all, you know? But she went on to say, once you release your side of the string, once that tension on your side is released, it gives the string, if you will, movement to then be released by the other party, who is also holding her own string of tension, one must assume. Or if she's not, if she dropped her side of the string a long time ago, then what's the harm of me releasing mine? So this conversation went on and moved on from that topic. But I really did think about this for days afterward. And even thinking about it, not the act of burying it or whatever, but just thinking about releasing my side of the string, just thinking about it eased something within me. And I started to feel more of the happier sides of my string, of my past, instead of the ones that were keeping it so tense. The anger, the frustration, the fear, those started to fade a little. And I started to remember more of the good things. There was like an increase in generosity of spirit on my side, instead of just clinging so tightly to the hard parts. And that was just in thinking about it. I hadn't sat down yet to write this letter. And if you think that this story is going to go that I wrote the letter and I buried it and there was a strike of lightning and all is good, all is well, everything is healed and amazing. Of course, that's not what happened. We haven't gotten to that part yet, but I don't even have an expectation of that. What I'm here to tell you is that just thinking about releasing my side of the string loosened it a little. And then I sat down and I wrote the first draft of this letter that I'm going to bury. And and writing that loosened it even more still. And that was just the first draft. I'm taking another go at it. It doesn't matter to me what parts of this process or story you believe are working. So we all are coming from a different, you know, perspective on this. Is this energy? Is this God? Is this woo-woo? Is this something that's only happening within ourselves? this shift and that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't matter like how you frame this up, what language you use around it, what you believe is happening scientifically or spiritually. If it helps you release that string, loosen it, at least in the very least give that string a little movement, then it's working. And what I've been thinking about from the time I've started this process, which again, I haven't even completed, and here I am telling you about it anyway, is that there was a season where it was self-preservation to make that string as tight as possible. 
and to just hold on to that anger and resentment and the injustice of a relationship that's over, being able to be that self-righteous about it, being able to hold that string so tightly, it kept me sane. It kept me sane in a past that was like full of pain in that relationship. But now I'm tired of holding up my end of the string. I'm tired of holding on to all those bad emotions that make it so tight. I'm ready to drop it or at least loosen it. But it's not as easy as that. You can't just be like, okay, I'm over it and wake up and not have your feelings anymore. We all know that's not how it works. So being given an assignment, being given a process of which I can start to loosen that string, whatever is happening there, it was so helpful. And we all have pasts. We all have things we need to bury. We have old relationships of all kinds that we need to release. And I think sometimes we don't know how. We certainly aren't taught this in any kind of class I've ever been to. So I wanted to pass it along to you, a process of sorts of how you can release your own string as we barrel towards the end of the year, looking for a fresh start in 2022, as we take stock of our relationships, our past, what is working, what isn't, where we belong, where we don't. There are ways that we can step out of rooms, that we can release strings, that we can get closer to the person we want to be, who is underneath all this stuff, who gets bogged down by to-dos and resentments and obligations and loneliness. And did I mention to-dos? We get bogged down by all this surface stuff that has to be done. Of course, it has to be dealt with. Feelings have to be felt. But once we come to the place of realizing that something isn't working, which I've talked about on this show a lot, but I think I've never really said, if you realize that something isn't working, well, then what? And maybe that is something we should talk about more. When something isn't working, then what? Then you got to get out your shovel, I guess, apparently, literally. I will report back when I have done the second part of this exercise, which has now taken me months to go through this process of really loosening the string that has stayed tight for so long. I don't expect there to be a huge miraculous shift once I actually bury the thing, but I'm going to do it anyway as almost the final act, maybe instead of the first act. And I'll report back how that went for me. If you try it, please do report back how it went for you. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. 
with artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to BornShoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's Born, B-O-R-N, Shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. Okay, lastly, I'm going to share with you one great question. One great question that you can take to your holiday meal, to your journal as always, to your road trips that you're on, to your girls' night out, any thing where you want to add a little depth to the conversation and you can sort of choose how deep it goes. The backstory on me bringing this up is that that group of internet friends that I mentioned way at the beginning of this episode that I wrote about in Share Your Stuff, the internet friends that I met at my absolute loneliest, we've been getting together on an annual retreat for 10 years now, literally 10 years. And this year after sort of similar to the glamping, we'd had to skip 2020. This year, we met at my friend Chrisanne's house in Minnesota for a truly beautiful, wonderful girls weekend. And for the past few years, past few times we've gotten together, I have been tasked with coming up with some sort of prompt. Are you shocked that they gave me this job? (laughs) Coming up with some sort of prompt that when we all got together and we sat in a circle that we would go around and answer this prompt as a way to connect as always, but also sort of catch up on all that has happened since the time we were together the year before, or in this case, the two years before. There's all kinds of ways that you can do this. One of the prompts that we used for a couple of years was, what is your greatest joy and what is your biggest struggle? right now. And I've used those prompts here on the show too. And that really encompasses a lot of your life. (laughs) You know, if you share with a group your greatest joy right now and your greatest struggle right now, it can really give a lot of insight into kind of exactly where you are. But this year when I was coming up with the prompt, I wanted it to be different than that. But I also, this group is pretty large. And so I also didn't want to open the door to everything under the sun either, right? I mean, there's like a lot that a friend group can catch up on. And if you're just trying to capture a moment, you're just trying to get like a a scope of where this person is. I ask the question, what direction are you headed? That's the question. We had a couple of prompts, but that's the one I want to talk about today. What direction are you headed? This one felt right to me because the world has changed so much that it feels like nobody wants to say anything definitive. Like you don't want to be like, where are you going to be in three years or five years, whatever people are like, who knows, because who knows where any of us will be like we've all sort of teetered over into this really different mindset. And so I felt like instead of focusing on, you know, what has changed for you over the last year, what has been your biggest struggle, you know, some of those ideas instead to ask, Where are you headed? Because when you talk about where you're headed, you do have to generally give the briefest of descriptions of where you are right now and where you're coming from. But the question itself is forward thinking. 
So it doesn't bury us in the past with our letters in the yard, but nor does it focus too much on the mind swirl of where we are right now, although you probably have to include a little bit of both of those things, but it's forward focused on where are you headed? What is your direction right now? How is your heart changing What are your business goals? What hopes do you have for your family or your job or your country? Do you see how this question, asked in a variety of settings to a variety of different personality types, can really spark a great conversation and lets people share about themselves, which is really important for connection, lets people share about themselves while getting a little reflective, but also with forward movement. It tells you about their hopes and their dreams. It tells you about their pace, whether they're running towards what they're talking to you about or whether they're strolling, stopping to smell the metaphorical flowers. Depending on how they choose to answer, it kind of tells you a lot about their business mindset or their family dynamics. It's one great question. What direction are you headed? And of course, you can make it like, like a little bit less generic. If someone at, you know, across the table from you is talking about their actual business, you can say, oh, well, where do you think this industry is headed over the next few years? If someone at the same table is sharing about their conundrum about whether they should move or stay put or something like that, something personal like that, you can again tailor it to that. Like, well, which direction are you leaning? Which direction are you headed? If someone at your table or in your car or wherever you're having these conversations is a little bit lost, like they don't really know what their future holds. They don't really know what they want. They are happily or unhappily stuck. Then it's a lower pressure way to say, what direction are you headed? It's like an easier way instead of saying like, well, you know, what do you want your major to be? What kind of job are you looking for? What's the end game in this relationship? You know, any of those like sort of hard, high stakes topics are softened a little bit if you're just like, what direction are you headed? What direction are we headed? Are we going the same direction? If this is like a twofer conversation, it may very well take the stress out of a conversation with a romantic partner, with a business partner, with your teenager, you know. It's like a way of getting on the same page or gauging whether or not you are already on the same page without like having a sit down, like we need to talk moment. Like what direction are you headed? It's just a great question. (laughs) I have brought it up now a few times since that retreat in Minnesota a few months ago. I've even brought it up to myself when I have felt a little stuck. And I've been like, okay, all right, well, I'm not sure the exact right path here. I'm not sure of the exact next move but what direction am I headed and how does this decision fall into that? So I challenge you, if you you know are stuck in an awkward holiday conversation, small talk moment, or aren't sure how to handle a bigger stakes discussion, then just let this be a light bulb moment to you of, of how you can steer this conversation to a place of interest, but with less like assertiveness, if that's not what's called for. So that's my one great question. What direction are you headed? If you do try it out, if it works for you, I'll be very curious to know. Please do tag me on social media or send me a note. This episode had 
a lot in it. We talked a lot about belonging. I hope you understood what I was trying to say about literally burying your past, which then sort of became a a guitar string analogy, but I just trust that you followed me. And then lastly, talking about one great question for yourself or others used at dinner, used in the car, used in your journal. These are three big ideas that I wanted to leave you with to ponder this week as we officially kick off the holiday season and this last stretch of the year when we just can't help but be a little reflective. I hope that these thoughts meant something to you and that they will pop back up in a good way in this last part of the year. Thank you so much for listening, friends. If you like this show, I would appreciate if you would share it on social media. We are at 10 Things to Tell You on Instagram and Facebook. And then my personal Instagram where I am every day is at lara.tremaine. If you're interested in joining my Patreon community, it's called Secret Stuff, where we talk about a lot more of these kind of personal things. We also have a book club every month. We have a holiday party coming up next month. We have regular symposiums where we just pick a topic and talk about it. No homework or reading required before the symposiums. There's just a lot of really cool stuff happening over on Secret Stuff. You can always find that at 10thingstotellyou.com slash secretstuff. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Now go share something. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.